Welcome to Donut Socks. I'm Benito. And I'm Felix. And today we have some more interesting things for you to listen to. Not quite as interesting. <laughs> so we'll start with a little segment that I prepared first. Uh, again, like last time, we have no idea what each other wrote. So this is a, a shock. It's all everybody. genuine confusion. Pure reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my topic for today is strange facts that you probably don't care about, but are interesting nonetheless. I probably don't care about it, but that's okay. We're going to still do it. We're going to still do it. So the first one I found uh, is a weird one. The Goodyear blimp. Everybody knows what that is, right? The Goodyear blimp? The Goodyear blimp. Let's just say I don't. Okay. Benito here doesn't know what the Goodyear No, 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 no. Is. We're just doing it for the viewers who might not know. Okay, it's a giant blimp that says Goodyear on it, and that's pretty much it. Shocking. It flies. Lovely. <laughs> so what it does, though, in this uh, little fact, it's actually the official bird of Redondo Beach, California. <laughs> <laughs> the official bird? So this coastal city, it's near the blimp's home airport, which is located in Carson, California. And yeah, in 1983... It passed a resolution to make the Goodyear blimp its official bird. <laughs> what possesses someone to do that? Like, oh, yeah. We'll definitely be recognized for this one. Oh, yeah. Well, they're on our episode. That is true. So, shout out to that place. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Next fact that you probably don't care about. Uh, in 2008, two sisters found a cornflake... In the shape of sure. Illinois. And it was sold on eBay for $1,350. Oh my gosh, for a cornflake? For one cornflake shaped like Illinois. So. I could make you a cornflake shaped like Illinois. Can I get $1,300 for it? Uh, no, you can't. I don't have that kind of dough. Anyway, Monty Kerr, he's the owner of a trivia website. He bought this uh, special cornflake at that price for his traveling museum. Wow. So, yeah. Huh. I wonder how much money he gets from that every year. Because it has to have enough, make enough revenue so that he can buy stupid things like that. I know. I don't... I feel like that wasn't the smartest investment choice that this man could have made. Probably not. Anywho, moving on from that one, because we don't care anymore. <laughs> this one is kind of recent. It takes place in March 2019. Oh, wow. So... Benito, how much do you like getting free stuff? Very much. Very much. Everybody loves free stuff. So the Roosevelt 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 Hotel in New Orleans, uh, it just hit its 125th anniversary. So congratulations to them. Mm, anyway, they uh, were giving away a free seven-night stay in the presidential suite, nonetheless. With complimentary private dinners and spa treatments. Wow. This all comes to the whopping grand total of worth $15,000. $15,000? Yes. So, how do you get this amazing giveaway? Well, you have to steal the most outrageous item in the hotel and then return it. Well... 
Can I steal the statue that they might have of him in there? <laughs> what kind of stuff do they have in there? <laughs> I don't know, but it's literally encouraging you to steal stuff to get oh. stuff. And you don't actually technically have to return it. This is true, but if you don't return it, they won't know you took it, and then you won't get your free stay. Well, you still get some outrageously weird thing. This is true. You could have a golden bowl or whatever else you find in this hotel. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just a bad idea altogether. It is bad. I feel like it's a trick and you're actually going to get arrested. Probably. <laughs> they just want to have a good news story as well. Exactly. It's not even really a thing. Alright, so this next one I thought was kind of nice. Um, any of you who are really lonely out there and have no friends or family, hey, go to Amsterdam. Let's not make this so close to home. It's okay. We love you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're lonely, go to Amsterdam. Because if you die in Amsterdam and you have no family or friends to mourn you, a poet will personally pen something to read at your burial. <laughs> Is this a recent thing? <laughs> I don't know the date on this one, but it was actually started by a poet named F. Starik. Or Starik. I'm not how. gonna lie, I don't think I've ever heard anyone... Anyone besides a teenage girl so they say that they were a poet. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, he called his little project, this little thing, the Lonely Funeral Project. So. That's uh, very depressing. No, it really is. Don't have a lonely funeral. Don't have a lonely funeral. Have a poet read beautiful dirges. Dirges? <laughs> death. Oh, Marvelous. Alright, so moving on. Uh, Benito, how tall is your dog? I don't know, maybe two feet. Two, two feet. and a half? Seems about right. So, um, the tallest dog in the world in 2011, October 2011, Zeus the Great Dane from Ostego, Michigan, won the Guinness World Record for being seven foot four. Oh. Like, just on its paws, or just standing? stand on it normally. Oh my gosh, that's not a dog, that's a horse! Exactly! That's... Seven feet, four inches. How do you... He weighed 155 pounds. I wonder if you could ride that dog into battle. I feel like you could. I, I, I want to see it. Like, just to know what it's like. It'd be like, ride him, horse! Go get him, Zeus! Zeus. Strack him with your lightning. <laughs> I feel like you need some crazy battle cry too. Because you're like riding in. <laughs> that that's that's great. I actually really like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um yeah, so unfortunately because I think it's because of his size, it doesn't really say, but he only lived five years old. So that's oh. really sad. But the good thing is this gentle giant actually brought lots of happiness to people because he was a therapy dog. For a hospital. So. <laughs> you need to duck every door you went into, probably. Pretty much. Taller than everyone else there. Yeah. So, that's all for my segment. Those are all my facts. Alright, now time for my segment, which is weird scientific facts. Feeling a little facty today. <laughs> Apparently. So, the first one is about... So, like, a certain comic book character that has claws that retracts from his knuckles. 
The, I wonder who that is. <laughs> truly. <laughs> the Iberian ribbed newt turns its own body into a weapon. It, shoves, it does this by shoving its ribcage forward along its spine so that the sharp ends of its ribs stick out through the skin. Oh my goodness. It also starts secreting a poison that coats its skin and the ends of the points, delivering a deadly dose to smaller critters. Holy cow. What is this lizard thing called? It is called the Iberian Ribbed Newt, and I have a picture oh of it. Oh my goodness. Does it, like, shoot out of its spine? Or out of, like... It's ribcage, like, it basically just goes... Oh, wow. It just got ribbed. It doesn't look that weird. I mean, it just looks like a lizard. It just looks... Yeah, it looks like a... Oh, look at... Oh! Oh, it comes off on its side like that? Oh! Yikes. It looks like he's about to pounce on something. So, this looks like a normal lizard. So, you would pick this little boy up. And all of a sudden, these sharp little things stab out of its side. Like, we're looking at a picture here, and they, like, go right out of its side. Oh, Lord. Yeah, oh, wow. you pick it up, and it'd kill you. It, it would get, like... like, your hand in two different places. Oh. That is freaky. Oh, man, and its ribs are extremely, extremely sharp. Well, just let you know, never pick out a random lizard. Pick up a random lizard. Know your lizards, kids. Know your lizard, kid. <laughs> Sounds right. cool. Know your lizards. Okay. So, the next fact is about human taxidermy. Oh. So this, many people do not know this, but apparently human, t the taxidermy process does not work very well on humans. Huh. The English philosopher Jeremy Bentham wanted to be taxidermied after his death. But it doesn't work so great on us. Uh, his skeleton. Did he want somebody to keep his taxidermied skeleton? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> his skeleton below the neck was padded with hay and dressed in his own clothes and seated in his favorite chair. But the mummification process, excuse me, left his head discolored and lacking expression. So, what do you do when, you know, the real head looks dead? <laughs> Cut it off. Basically, so a wax head was placed on his bones. Oh, man. And the whole thing, which is called an auto-icon, is kept in a closet at the University College London, where it can still be seen today. In a closet, nonetheless? Mm-hmm. Actually, his real head, it was for a time displayed as a part of the auto-icon, but after multiple thefts of students, it was locked away and is no longer available to be seen by the public. Who steals a decaying head? I don't know, but I don't want to be in the same building lot. as the head. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't want to look at it. I almost looked up a picture. I'm like, you know what? I don't need that today. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like this was like a hazing thing. Like you uh, have to steal you, this. You head. have to go steal the head. That yeah. could happen. I'm. I wouldn't want to touch because like I don't think the taxidermy works that what great. Probably because you know. Animals don't really have facial expressions. Yeah. But and they humans... have fur, too. So that kind of covers up imperfections. Like, when you're doing taxidermy stuff, they, like, airbrush some stuff. And... It looks fine, but it humans, you can't airbrush the... can't airbrush your nose back on. No, you really can't. Okay. That's disturbing. Alright, for our next topic, is the highest is about... <laughs> Honestly, this is my favorite part of the whole segment. But the highest paid performer in France in the late 1800s was Joseph Paul. 
Joseph Paul. He was a flatua. Flatulist. That's a hard word to say. Flatulist. What in the world is that? A professional farter. Oh my goodness, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh, He went by the name La Padomene. La Padomene. Does that mean like the fart man? (laughs) That translates into English as the fart-o-maniac. Oh wow. Or the fartiste. The fartiste. Oh my goodness. I actually looked up some pictures of his ads. Johnny, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a fartiste. I want to be a fart. So these are beautiful. Look at that. Shows things, papers coming out of his butt. Oh wow! He's leaning over. He's literally leaning over in every part. Every single one he's leaning oh, over. His me. coat is cut around his butt. Oh my really? gosh! Did he? Li- he made music. He's got music. He literally made. He made music with his fart noise. With his farts. That that's great. Actually, he's farting out music notes in this one. This guy must have had some amazing sounding farts. This is great. I wonder if he could do like impressions with his farts, like. Like, hey, what does a beluga whale sound like? He'd be like, (laughs) 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 (laughs)
the other person ha- one person's gonna explain the film pop a movie badly and the other person has to guess what it is and just like our other stuff we promise we have not seen each other's uh plots yet so there could also be the very weird chance that they're the same one honestly that could happen all right you go first all right so just a quick note feel free to pause our podcast and guess for yourselves <laughs> so all right here's the first one you ready for this i am ready as ever okay <laughs> so an antagonist turns protagonist and then accidentally creates another antagonist because the previous protagonist retired megamind that's it oh that was way easier than i expected it to be <laughs> oh man okay good job all right, I'm awesome. Okay, so I'll go next. Okay. All right. So, an adult orphan pays his friends to exploit their biggest insecurities. What in the world? An adult orphan? The only adult orphan I can think of is Batman. <laughs> Completely <laughs> wrong direction, <laughs> just to let you know. I'll give you that clue. <laughs> All right, I'll give you ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten. Okay, starting now. Ten seconds. All right, you read the thing again. An adult orphan pays his friends to exploit their biggest insecurities. I give up. I I can't. (laughs) The Greatest Showman. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I know, I know. All right. That is bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you. Okay, okay. All right, my next one. A guy that... This one you'll probably get, because it's up your alley. A guy that's alone in the forest kisses a dead body while seven other guys watch him. Oh my gosh, um, Snow White. That's it. <laughs> That's really creepy. It's very creepy. I don't like, th- actually, this one's similar to that. Stockholm Syndrome works. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so simple. Stockholm Syndrome works. I have a bonus one. Oh, okay. Because this one is great. Uh, a talking frog convinces son to kill his dad. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. A talking frog. Oh, wow. I have no idea. <laughs> Alright, I'll give you a couple more seconds. Think about it. What's some... Maybe it's not a frog. Maybe it's supposed to be explained badly. So like... Oh, it's true. Talking frog. So basically something small and green. Seconds. I got nothing. All right, it is Star Wars Episode Five. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's my the episode where Luke and Luke goes on the planet oh and Yoda becomes his mentor, and you know, yeah, everything works out great. That is so crazy. And he convinces him to kill his dad. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I told you. All right, that's all we have today for Donut Socks. Tune in next time.